It's 11.02 Central Daylight Time, and welcome to the Duke of Pipso podcast. Coming to you live from a parked car on Inspiration Point, I'm Martin. And I'm Matt. There's only one reason to drive up to Inspiration Point, so let's get after it. All right. So, Matt, um, yes. have a couple pretty interesting rumors this week. Let me jump right into them. Okay. Oh, this first one. Wow, okay. Everybody, everyone loves fashion. Are you looking for off-brand hoodies? Maybe a sun shirt with a hood. Matt's new clothing line will be premiered on the fall season opener of Real Housewives of Atlanta. It's called Clothing Under New Thinking. <laughs> the brand is provocative, comfortable, and stylish clothing catered to the older man. Wow. That sounds really cool, actually. Thanks. You, I mean, um, yeah. You didn't, you've been keeping it a secret from us? Um, it's more like, it's just new thinking. It's not really a secret. I mean, you sort of have, you have to get there, you know, as okay. a person. Right. So I'm, you you know what I mean? All our listeners know, you know, you got to, you're not there yet. You know what? Like air quotes there. Well, hopefully by the fall. Right. All right. So our second item, alt-right. According to sources inside Step Mill Enterprises, LLC, intern Michael is furious that he was classified as alt-right during last week's podcast. He wants everyone to know that the keto diet is his ride or die. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know he, I don't remember him being classified as alt-right. He was in that, he's going to be in that alt-right, like, professional wrestling reality show. We had heard. Okay. Oh, yeah, right. That, you know, these are all rumors, too. He should not be, he should not be surprised. Yeah, I mean, if that's true. Yeah, well, he wasn't surprised. He was furious. Well, yeah. Okay, I feel like he wants to be mad then, because he shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. So. Well, you know, he's always got to be something. That's how he gets his motivation. Right. Right. Going um, against so, the grain. Yeah. So, Matt, I understand we have a new. You have a new segment this week. I do. Um, we're we're proud to announce a, a new segment called Two Minutes with Matt, and it's presented by uh, our sponsor, Cigar Aficionado Magazine. And um, let's uh, let's just get right into it. I think it will speak for itself. So, <clears throat> what I've got here is a, a nice um, uh, number ten uh, Christos. Uh, wrapped in Cuban uh, double-leaf um, cigar tobacco, and um, I've got you know I've got my double-edged 18-carat um, cutting blade, so I just snipped off the end. All these things are available in Cigar Aficionado magazine. So I'm gonna light it up here. Mm-hmm. Got to get it fired up. So, when I was a kid, my mom had a 
really ex- excellent collection of Bob Dylan records. And these were the ones that, you know, came out brand new from the record press. And uh, my mom was a big fan in the 60s. Um, and when I was a kid, I was home a lot. So what I would do is eventually I would listen to records and I listened to a lot of the Beatles and I listened to pretty much all the Bob Dylan records uh, because when I was home and not breaking something or getting into trouble, I was listening to these records. Now, as I got older and we, you know, started spending our summers in the great north, uh, upper Midwest, I... uh, you know, learned that Bob Dylan was from Duluth, or the Iron Range, uh, north of Duluth. <sighs> now, <clears throat> Bob Dylan became, you know, somebody who had a big impact on me, and, you know, his lyrics, of course, are famous, and his melodies and all that, and so I finally got the opportunity to see him uh, as we got old, as I got older, and I think I was in college when he came to Rosemont Horizon. So I went to see him there, and he looked like a, like, kind of like a, a Muppet, like a really exaggerated version of an old man with a lot of hair. And so um, he had this crazy hair going everywhere. He was all hunched over, and he would... Uh, play the guitar kind of um, just like he didn't really want to be there. And I could barely understand anything he was saying because he was mumbling so much. And he sort of turned his back on the crowd all the time. And then this was also around the time that he had collaborated with the Grateful Dead, which um, are some of my least favorite Grateful Dead music Um Sorry, I'm not. Ta- I'm not. Not really savoring this, but seems like I you're guess, going at a normal pace. I guess it just seems like you know. Yeah, sometimes you learn that you know the things that you believed in as a kid, you know, are kind of empty and meaningless. And uh, you know, I have to say that my long-term experience of Bob Dylan is that, um, you know, he's just all smoke, smoke and mirrors. And uh, sorry, Bob Dylan, but you put yourself out there and the bad reaction that you get is completely natural consequences of your behavior. That's a hot take. Wow. Okay. Well, the topic for today's show is the flamingo and one of the one of our great great funny things that we've come up with over the years and we're going to tell you all about the flamingo many of you martin what you know yeah go ahead i didn't know you guys were so into birds it's it's not quite what you think but it is based on the flamingo the bird um You also may know that we don't often talk about superheroes or superhero movies, Um, primarily, I think, because Matt 
doesn't really really like that genre of movies. So imagine if for for today, we are entering the world of the Batman. Matt? Now, one of the great, you know, cultural legacies of Batman is the colorful collection of, uh, like, you know, evil characters or criminals, you know, and there's, they all have these kind of over-the-top identities. Um, and, you know, at some level, they also ask us to think deeply and critically about the human condition and, you know, the, the light and the dark in each of us. Now, the flamingo is more like the flamingo is more like a as a character is more like the kind of crazy flamboyant um you take you can't take your eyes off me but maybe not for the right reasons character exactly um imagine if you will a white collar accountant probably excellent at his job who snaps and then definitely has certain elements. Imagine like, oh, how can I put this? Elton John is playing a concert at Dodger Stadium in 1974 and he's dressed in a, you know, very outrageous flamingo style costume. Yeah. So, and one of the flamingos, like what one of the things that drives the flamingo to be, um, to be so angry, is that the flamingo does everything right. He went to law school. He passed all the exams that he took the first time and got good grades. He, you know, all his khakis fit him correctly, and his shirts, you know, are never wrinkled. Um, and that's not because they're non-iron. It's because he scrupulously gets them dry cleaned. He's, but he still has he's, his braided belts from 1992. Yep, and he'll wear and them. He, and he'll wear his like LL Bean moccasin style shoes with the laces made into the like in the cool way. We just slip them on and off. But the flamingo can't cook. So here he is. He's had all this success in his life, but he has to eat chicken, pre-cooked chicken out of a bag. What good is that? What good is all, are all his successes? He's the kind of guy who maybe go back to his, well, now, you know, he's doing very well. So he has probably an extremely large house. Not all the rooms are furnished. That's okay. And he has just stacks of bills, probably still in his mailbox. And it's no big deal, but he'll be like, don't let Matt, I mean, don't let so-and-so see this. They're all paid because he does auto pay on the internet for all this stuff. And um, he has a, he has like a car, he has cars with the newest technology in them, but he's, and they're like, uncrashable you cannot get hurt in the cars but somehow he does so now that you know his character his mindset 
you might be asking, well, what's his backstory? Because I know in the Batman rogues gallery, all the characters have very interesting backstories. The Joker, Catwoman, Al Gore, they all have something that makes them tick. Well, here it is. The Penguin is his father. Wow. And he, you know, you could imagine the Penguin is not really a very good dad in any way. But yet, Jeff Green, I mean, the Flamingo, nevertheless, he persists. He gets into the best college. He gets into the university. He gets a great job working for Wayne Enterprises. But then he discovers that his boss, Bruce Wayne, is actually the Batman. And even though his father was probably the worst father you could ever have in your whole life, out of allegiance to him, the flamingo snaps. Or, I mean, yep. Je- wait, Jeff's, Jeff snaps and turns into the flamingo. Right. Um, and it's not you, really you've... that hard. He has the costume already in his private home theater chamber. <laughs> he... He's you can't you can't keep him wrapped up and covered up in khakis and button-down Oxford um, shirts. Uh, you you're gonna you're gonna kill him, and he and because you and I'm by you I mean you listener and your your corrupt culture of of worshiping money, you created the flamingo, and the flamingo now is coming for you. He'll tell you this, and so will his victims, if any survived. Death and taxes, the flamingo brings them both. It's true. It's you know, true. if you ever, like, he's the kind of arch criminal that, you know, might shut down the entire, you know, Buffalo Wild Wings franchise just by, you know, cyber hacking. Yeah. Because he even though there, he loves it. Well, he went there one time and it took like a really long time to get his wings. Um Yeah, and he also the the server misunderstood what he said and didn't give him the right level of heat in his yeah. wing sauce. And they were not nearly wet enough. Exactly. Um so yeah, he's He's not going to be out on the streets of Gotham actively fighting Batman. He knows that he would be immediately killed. He's working behind the screen, and the screen being the newest Apple desktop computer ever made. And when a new one comes out, he immediately destroys the old one and then gets a new one. Yep. He is... He is what humanity has created with their vulgarity and their, and, you know, just having no deep down, having no real compass. So now we didn't talk about the Flamingo mobile. I talked about the, the cars, but what he did 
what he did after he became the flamingo is he took his cars and he just drove into the middle of of intersections and gets t-boned every time and he does it on purpose and so the flamingo mobile is this car car that's like extremely thin and tall oh because okay. it's been hit it's been hit so many times from either side that it's been pushed up into like a extremely tall car and he sits up there cackling and just speeding around um weaving in and out of people's lanes not using his turn signal stuff like that he's modified the back section of his car it just is a basically an aviary back there that's a home for birds if you don't know and he has at any point between six and like four gross flamingos back there. And in there, I don't know if they're called gullets, they're large beaks. In there is various kinds of poison and he'll release them from the aviary. And the, all the, flamingo ha- the flamingos have to do is just relax their jaw and then poison goes everywhere. It's pretty dangerous. I, I'm pretty excited, so... Just all this talk about the flamingo has gotten me pretty excited, I have to say. Um, I hope that when his movie comes out, it well, when it comes out, I don't know exactly when, but it will. Um, I hope they get the casting right. That's just all I have to say. I know. You, just, this you, have, to, be, you have It could make or break the entire Batman franchise. Right, right. I mean, I think make it, but... You know, you don't I mean, want you don't want somebody like too. You don't want like a Hollywood type to play the flamingo. People won't buy it. No, you like, want like a like a suburban Detroit or suburban Cleveland. You know, sort of luminary, but not celebrity. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And it'll be a tough casting call, but I think, you know, the people over at DC who make their movies, I think they can do it for sure. Well, you know, like an easy choice would be like, let's go with Sean Astin. Right. He can't do it, guys. He can't get into the mind of the flamingo. No. Or like, you know, Matt Damon. Yeah. Of course, you would think that he would be perfect for it. But you know what? He's not. He doesn't really get the flamingo's angst and pain. Now, we would love it if any of our listeners were able to, you know, I mean, go ahead and tweet at us with your recommendations for for who you think should be the flamingo, you know, or on our um, Pinterest page or whatever. Go ahead and pin pin something on it. Yeah, and we're looking. I mean, I, I figure. If we sell the rights to this, we'll make at least hundreds of dollars. Yeah, yeah. So all right, and we'll 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 put we'll put it directly back into the show. We always do. We always yep. do. Well, that was really exciting, actually. Um, yeah. Let's move on to hurrahs and huzzas. Okay. Um, so I have a hurrah this week, and it may seem like a downer, but really I, I, it's more of a celebration of a life. So 
I found out yesterday that a friend, um, associate of ours, John the bartender, I don't know his last name, probably Matt does, but maybe not. I do. uh, Passed away last summer. So we have known John since 1992-ish, 93, somewhere in that range. And he owned a local establishment up north here called Chances Are. It was a bar and sort of grill. I don't remember them actually grilling anything, but you could get like microwave pizzas and cashews. Yeah. It wasn't much, but they were there all the time. They were always cool with us. Um, There was one time where Matt and I had to go in there and sort of have a face-to-face with them because some of our associates, not us, for real, again, not us, had stolen some neon bar signs from his bar, which he did not like for obvious reasons. And I'm sure Matt might have some more interesting details to share on this one also. Uh, so my huzzah, actually, um, I, I'm not sh- this might be crossing a line that I re- regret, but I'm going to give myself a huzzah. I'm giving myself a huzzah for some of my behavior when I was uh, at Chances Are. Um, and, you know, John, in full view of John, you know, it was his place. He owned everything in there. Um, 99% of the time, you know, he, he, he thought it was great. He, you know, we, whatever we did, it was never, it, it never became too much, you know, it, it, or, if, or if it did, you know, we reacted quickly and, and it stopped. But, you know, one of the things we used, there had two, two pool tables there, which was awesome. So if you wanted to play pool there, you would, and you'd probably have, you know, plenty of opportunities between the two tables. Uh, you know, I consider myself, you know, good. And I remember one of my really bad, like lame things that I did. And, and the reason for the huzzah is if I missed like a big shot or something like in my mind, like it was maybe like one of the two or three biggest pool shots of, of my life, you know, like something like that. It, it, as if there really could be anything that important, but in my mind at the time it was. And I, if I missed, I broke the pool stick over my knee. I did that a couple of times. And, you know, that just was such a ridiculous display. I can only imagine um, what he must have thought. But I would just pay him like 20 bucks and he would get a new one. And, you know, most places you get thrown out for something like that, because if you think, you know, that all you have to do is just, you know, bribe the the person running the place to let you act like a fool, it would just keep getting worse. But for whatever reason, he tolerated my uh, antics, pool antics, and uh, he was very sick. I did not know how sick he was. Um, so, you know... It was a great run, and uh, he and his family will be people that we always remember. So huzzah to myself for, you know, mucking it up. 
a little bit, even though he never held it against me. Well said. Well said. Um, so you may notice some different uh, technical issues this week. We actually have moved to our northern uh, podcast location, and yep. we're still working out the, the you know various details, stuff like that. Um, as usual, I'm sure it'll all be fixed right away. If anything comes up, we're that good. Yep. Uh, we still got the contest going on. Get those tank top designs into us. There's one that potentially could be sent to us as soon as today. If the person that is doing it knows anything, no guarantees. Right. Nope. Um, and then also, you know, on Twitter, let us know. Who should play the Flamingo? We got to get this down before we go pitch the idea. Otherwise, we'll look like fools. We're, we're here for you, everybody. But, uh, you know, a relationship is a two-way street. So um, our side of the street is wide open for you to uh, drive down. But, you know, if you don't open both ways, then you'll just get stuck with us here and won't be able to turn around and go back from where you came from. So let's We're keep gonna... those, uh, keep that communication going both ways. Yeah. I'd say based on Matt's really clear metaphor there, which I totally understand, we can't say anything else. We're going to leave. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye.